Welcome <laughs> to the World XP Podcast, Episode Three. A man's Jay Lewis in the building. That's me, little ones. Brought you on for some entertainment, booties, and more. As the man is on Instagram Live. Yeah, you're about to graduate from school. Fact the Monday. The 23rd, all you got left is your paper. Was it thesis paper? Mm-hmm. My little research job I'm doing. And what is that on? Um, so it's about, hold on, let me get the wording right, because me and my professor are going back and forth. It's an individual study thing. Yeah. Um, so the impact that social media has mm-hmm. in pertaining to what's going on today, so COVID-19 and, you know, Black Lives Matter sure. and the protests and everything that are going on. So, and basically just how people are using social media and, like, what started that kind of deal. So what, what as you were writing, how did you get on this topic, I guess? Because um, I peeped that I am on social media all the time. Everybody knows that. I'm on Snap, on Flex. Instagram, stay on Twitter. Shout out yeah. to my boy Tony for Twitter. But <laughs> um, I'm always on, like, social media and stuff, but at the same time, it's like when everything happened with like the protests and stuff, when I put all those pictures out that I dropped and stuff like that, yeah. it was like a lot of people like started reaching out and I was like, dang, I didn't feel, I didn't think people, people like people paid attention to like social media, yeah. but with everything happening in the, the actual news not being 100% accurate, social media has kind of been like it for news, news. so it's kind of sad if it. you think about it i mean you know, people like me and you tweeting random stuff and it's the news i mean they had what were those old old newspapers called they used to drop stuff like that all the time where people could buy things like ads run ads not even just ads not even like regular ads it would be whole newspapers of just like absolute bs like it would oh, be like real? i was abducted by aliens type shit like I kid you not, that was an actual thing. Like, where was I? <laughs> it was like just ran- It was just like random stuff. Like, because it would be interesting to people. People don't always want to read about. You know what I'm saying? People dying. And, yeah. Like, people want to read the onion. Yeah, they want to read some BS that some kid in his you know basement made. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I find it, I'm gonna look it up though. I'm gonna definitely look it up. Yeah, it's definitely the, a thing. Send me the link when you find it. That would yeah. be funny. Because I don't remember, I, I really can't remember what it's called, but it's definitely it used to be a thing. Like. Because there was, of course, regular news and newspapers, right. and then there was, like, these little, like, short magazine newspaper type things that would yeah. come out, and it would just be like, oh, are you afraid of werewolves? This is why, like. <laughs> and how to protect yourself against werewolves. Pretty much, like, where to get your silver bullets, like, not yeah. at all. All the conspiracy theorists out there and stuff. Can't get them at Target. <laughs> no. <laughs> Protest you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Think about it. All right. <laughs> so... You decided on the topic. Yellow journalism. <laughs> you decided on the topic. Then you started researching. What was your? Did you do? So two questions. What was your method, or like how did you research it? And then two, what did you find, or like how did what you found shape where you were going with the paper? So I haven't finished researching. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like I've already done like the. Like, kind of like the background, like articles that'll kind of like make the foundation of right. what I want to do. But, um, like, as far as like, because I want to interview people, like, based on their experience on social media, how do they view these things? How are these things happening? Like, it's almost like a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, 
I mean, yeah, pretty much like a podcast. Except I'm not going to record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lame. Nobody wants to be recorded. Like, another mouthlet. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, yeah, so I just did, like, the found, like, just the regular foundation part of it. Like, just yeah. finding out what, like, things happen that may have led up to people using social media and stuff. And I found one article that was interesting that was talking about um, after Donald Trump got elected mm-hmm. into presidency and stuff, basically there was a spike in the use of stuff like Twitter. Because that's what he uses. Yeah. So it was almost like, oh, we elected this guy as president. He uses Twitter. We're going to use Twitter too. Now. Basically. It make, I mean, it makes sense a little bit. You want to get... It's like if we want to show our, pre- our president uses it or not our president. But... <laughs> <laughs> he uses it so it's like if we want to communicate with him on a level that he understands, why don't we just use it? So. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Also makes sense that he only uses 280 characters to communicate. But Oh, yeah. That's, that's neither here Dude's nor elite. And he doesn't, he does not kid. No. He does not kid. Emphasis on kid. Think about it. Slow it down. He just dissed him. Does not kid because of the... There, yeah. we got it. Just making sure you stay on. We're here. That's what the audience is here for. <laughs> right, Tony? You pick up on that? Look, Tony. <laughs> uh, okay. You made me lose my train of thought. All right, so you found you found a spike in Twitter usage after he got elected. Mm-hmm. You've been on Twitter. Did you notice that when you were on Twitter? Um, did you notice more people saying bonkers stuff? The thing that I noticed was I was seeing more tweets from the president. Uh, I follow Obama and I didn't even see a lot of tweets. Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed. Not, I'm just kidding. But it was more like, I noticed Obama spoke more. He went out of his way to be in front of, you know what I mean? The crowds. The masses and yeah. stuff like that versus my man who kind of got them Twitter fingers. He does. He's sitting on a golden toilet tweeting. Uh, you can't have the Twitter finger. But, I mean, it's weird. I don't know. Like, when I first, like, when he got elected, I remember going on Twitter and I was uh-huh. like, I hope I don't see nothing about this. And the first thing I see is a tweet from him. It's like, yeah, we did it. Like, fans like, <laughs> is tweeting? Like, what? Like, this is new. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't used to having somebody that actually uses social media the way that he does. I use social or you media. Do. So. A, lot of the, a lot of the people in those positions aren't. Either they have social media accounts because their campaign people are like, hey, you should probably do this. Or their PR people were like, you mm-hmm. need to be on this if you want to help sell tickets, oh, whatever. But he's on it. Yeah. Like, man's like on me and you are on it. 100% of the time. I, I feel like he'd be, I, I know 100% he has a burner account. Oh, has He's to got be. a burner account. He gets on there. He retweets all the, uh, the inappropriateness, the triple X, whatnot. Yeah. All that. Oh, just like just like one of our very <laughs> just like KD when he responded with the wrong account. Oh yes, exactly. Except Trump hasn't got caught yet. If he has, he, he probably does. He probably got a professional that does it now at this point. Professional burner user. Professional. I want you to say this about these people. <laughs> That's funny because you know the media actually does that. There was um, mm-hmm. the campaigns will email their respective news channels. Be like, hey. Message of the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's wrong as long as it's wrong how 
we tell you to be wrong, mm-hmm. you're good. And then you have people figure it out. Nobody trusts the news. Now you have news by Twitter. Also, what I think is kind of crazy is just like the stuff that he says. I think the reason why people don't take it so serious is because it's on Twitter. So, like when he said mm-hmm. the thing about like, oh, you know, all the looters and the protesters yeah. need to be treated like looters and protesters, basically. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like if he would have said that verbally, then people would have been like, "What the? Did you start? Did you start doing the restart shooting one?" When he tweeted that, yeah, if he had said that in a speech to a crowd. Yeah, if you physically, everybody would physically like, say something versus, it's just like sending a text message. Yeah. When, you have, when you're in an argument with somebody and you send, you know, all caps, whoop-de-doo, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they know you're upset, but at the same time, it's like, okay, you're texting me about it. Though. Yeah, you're not calling me. Yeah. We're not talking about Versus like, you know, where you can actually hear, you know, inflection and, you know, different tones of voice body, and stuff like that. Body language. Because yeah. I know 100% he would have been on some kill these looters right now versus you know there would have been a whole tension in the they start looting we start shooting like yeah. it's smooth when he's doing it's like yeah. he's writing a verse for his rap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know if he said that in person there would have been a real big tension oh, he would have got yeah. slapped on instinct right? yeah. by the microphone the microphone would have slapped him because yeah. it's like what are you saying right hand now? reached out to Mike exactly slapped the hand right off his head because it's like you can get away with saying things on Twitter and on the internet and, you know what I'm saying, through technology that you don't say out loud. Yeah. All the time. Makes sense. Yeah. Right, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like that's a problem. A hundred percent. A hundred percent problem. People, people stay behind their keyboards yelling at people. Especially, I know you and I know this, when people get on get on Twitter and be like, so-and-so sucks at basketball and they're in, oh, the, yeah, in, the, yeah, in yeah. the NBA. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do people, they, are, people are really though. People are adding adding grown grown men who who spend their life yeah. chasing this one dream, and here you go, the guy that you know. I played a little bit here and there in middle school, and I can shoot. I better than you. I played two K all my life, so I decided uh, <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> dude, there was an Italian soccer team. Some dude tweeted at one of their players that had missed a couple chances in a game, and so they invited the guy to come try and do those chances, like, in real life, during halftime. So the stadium is full. Dude slips on the first one, completely misses the goal on the second one. Oh, no. And I was like, hello, how are you? Seriously. He's like, those chances are so easy. It's like, are they, though? Nah. about to say. Nah. Mm-hmm. They call you out to half court. It's a setup. They gave him the whole uniform and everything. Oh, it was a setup. They knew my man's wasn't going to make it. Yeah, 100%. Still, hey. still funny though. Queen. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a problem. I'm on a podcast right now, <laughs> and this is why we have Jay on. Everybody, I'm on a podcast. Guys. We're talking about important things, all the important things. This man totally ain't worthy. <laughs> Tony should probably. I should have brought Tony. He could have sat right here on my old lap. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right on the old knee. Good. Right next to Papa. <laughs> next time. Next time, Tony, we'll bring you on, bro. For those of you who haven't caught it yet. We'll do a father-son episode just for Tony. For those of you who haven't caught it yet, Jay is on Instagram Live. I helping am. us with some promotion. Yeah. Our man's Tony is on the other end 
Tap and all sorts of crap. Underscore D A T S J E Y. This man Tony said, relax. Social media is a weird thing. You can go on Instagram Live, reach whoever you want. Or whoever wants to watch, I guess. But that's the thing that, that's so big in my like class. And my class talks about like how people kind of like are viewed, essentially. Mm-hmm. So basically, you make an Instagram, right? Yeah. When you first made it, you were just like, oh, I'm going to put a picture up. Yeah. Then you kind of found your niche of what you wanted to upload photos. Yeah. And it'll change, you know what I'm saying, based on what's going on in your life. But that's what you want your audience to see. You don't yeah. post a pic. You don't see people posting pictures of what they look like when they first get up. What they're you know them nah. taking a shit like nah. none of those things. No. You see people posting things like oh you know what I'm saying like like we were at Chipotle like you would see people being oh Chipotle yeah, yeah so like they were up with 18 filters on it yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. like throw you know show her this this and that like things like that you know like for instance like mine now most of the time what I post is like locations and stuff like that because I'm always driving since I commute yeah. back and forth or whatever yeah. so now when people look at it oh he's always going somewhere like yeah but that guy sure must travel a lot and realistically i go to work (laughs) (laughs) i go to work i just happen to work in the city that ain't the place i live at like (laughs) so no exactly so where you can portray whatever you want really Mm -hmm. it's like most people well at least the people that i know try to stay mostly true to themselves that's why catfishing is real even if you ain't catfishing Catfishing is real, even if you ain't catfishing. PSA, J. Lewis, everybody. Catfishing is real, even Don't if you're not. Don't let them trick you out here. Catfishing. Unless they're going to give you a contract to hang out with Neve and Max. <laughs> Get that money's worth. <laughs> yeah, man, you know plenty. Well, because you post a lot of your photography stuff. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I never took down anything that I posted before I started doing photography. So yeah. everything that I really, I, I took down like some stuff, like old, like high school photos. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, glow up. But other than that, like everything that's on there, like I even still have old WCWs on there. That's mm-hmm. how religious I am to know, let people know like this is, what you I didn't change it. Get what you pay, you get what yeah. you pay for. Like, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the photographer pictures that you posted recently, especially the ones at the protest, I know I looked at those and I was like, one day you could see this in a textbook somewhere, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you said lots of people were hitting you up about the pictures afterwards. I think uh, we were talking earlier. I think you said a magazine. Yeah, shout out to um, Undefined Magazines because they're pretty fire. Um, they said that they would, you know, wouldn't mind doing like collaborations and stuff mm-hmm. like that whenever we all get a chance to settle down in this world. That we're yeah, in. but um, for the most part, it's been like just like people. Just individuals just saying, like, wow, these are powerful, like, mm-hmm. this is this, this is that. There's a cartoonist that was like, man, like, you did, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you went out of your way to go do this, this, and this. And I guess he felt like, like, what can I do to use my gift or what I mm-hmm. know, my niche to spread, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some kind of positivity or some kind of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I posted on Snapchat a while back. Like, if anyone has any, like, ideas or can storyboard, let yeah. me know, because there's a cartoonist that wants to... You yeah, know, I remember you posting it. And Brandon Martin actually gave me an idea of, like, there's, like, basically it was, like, I don't, know if I, I don't want to butcher it, Brandon, but I'm going to try. Um, it was, like, 
one. Oh yeah, so it's like the apples or cops or whatever. Uh-huh. And you know how it's like the one, one, one bad, bad apple. apple. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like I don't know if I can go any further than that because I'm. Going. Nah, that's that's about as all I got. That's good as I got. That's as good as I got. This man Tony with I the facts. It's, it's a start for sure. The, the apple thing. Well, is that what you set out to do, though? To spread like awareness or positivity? So when I went out, I initially went out, honestly, with the intent to just absorb what was going on. And right. I take my camera places when I'm on foot because yeah. I like to see what's going on yeah. through that yeah. more than you know what I normally see. So I went out with the hopes to you know take pictures and you know have something maybe even if it's not for like a, a history book or anything like that just for my own purposes because it's like you know if I have kids one day you know I could say hey you know don't be a whack ass like yes, dad, right. I did it yeah you could do it yeah like, I don't wanna, you know what I'm saying like there's proof basically you know mm-hmm. proof of what really went like went down that day yeah. and realistically if you look at all the pictures I don't see anyone looking mad I don't no. see anyone looking upset. But yet I got tear gas. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be mad if I got gas too. Yeah, it was it was whack, and I, I took uh, the little bro with me. Yeah, he was there. He was the one that saw the gas. Actually, it's crazy. Got you up. Yeah, he was. Yo, tear gas. I burned into everything. Oh my god, run out of there. It's the worst feeling ever. Though. I haven't felt that since so, boot camp. Since boot camp. Yeah. 100%. All right. So I'll have questions about boot camp later. Oh yeah. But. So, you say that when you view things through the camera, it's different than just Cause everyday it's, life. What's it's, like you, it? it's like you can see the picture, kind of. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like, since I started doing photography, what I mm-hmm. see a lot of. So, when I'm driving around, like, even when I was on the way out here, mm-hmm. like, you just see things. It's kind of like you already took the picture, yeah. essentially. Like, you see the picture you want to take, and then realistically, the camera does it ten times better than what you see yeah. at the time. Because, you know, you see the whole thing. Yeah. But the camera only sees what you pointed at. Yeah. So, it's like... It's the little big picture in the big picture. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way before. What mm-hmm. got you into photography? Um, so growing up, I always kind of was like fascinated with how they did magazine photos and stuff like that. And I always used to be like, well, I have a camera. Why doesn't it look like what a magazine when yeah. I get it printed out? I look yeah. shiny and shit. Instead. Yeah. So it was kind of like, I eh, never really got into it like super hard because I was mm-hmm. like I guess that's something you gotta go to school for to be able to do and then I just never really cared never really cared and then uh, if you remember my freshman roommates mm-hmm. uh, Antonio what you call it uh, Justin Devlin yep yeah Devlin I think was the first one to have a camera I can't remember which one of them had a camera first but one of them had a camera and then I was like whoa wait a second like flashback to childhood yeah you can do this and not be you know a professional for yeah yeah and then, like, you know, he's taking all these car pictures and mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. Tony's doing skateboarding and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I'm like, I want a camera. So yeah. one day I took, like, 200 bucks, bought, like, a Canon Rebel XS. Mm-hmm. Shout one out to Canon. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Canon for that one. Because that camera doesn't do anything but the bare minimum. No video. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that shit gives me. I don't even know what it can do, honestly. <laughs> it's, so, it's so basic. Yeah. But it was a good it was a good starter camera. I, I rocked that camera for like a cool, I want to say like a year and a half or something like yeah. that. And I upgraded to the 32. From the 32 to the 56. 56 mm-hmm. is a 75. Hey, I see you over there, girl. Looking all fine. 
But yeah. <laughs> you start doing stuff because uh, before we got on, you got a call about doing a, a shoot. Mm-hmm. Did you? When did you start getting offers um, or calls for that, or when did you start trying to make that into a thing? Because I remember when we first met, you were just taking pictures for, for fun. Yeah, when I first started, I just wanted to take pictures because I was like, realistic, I could take my own Instagram pictures and then I could be the cool one. <laughs> but then I was like, at the same time, oh, people are making money off this. Like, yeah. That's not bad. And then I think, um, I can't even remember who. Somebody asked me to do photos of their, um, I want to say their little cousin who mm-hmm. just graduated. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'd never done a photo shoot before. I just shown up to places and take pictures of people, cameras yeah. and whatnot. So I just had him pose at a bunch of random. It's funny because he graduated and I had him take pictures at Mary Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that and it came out good. He loved yeah. it. I think I think I made like 70 bucks. I was like, woohoo! <laughs> straight to the ABC. Just kidding. <laughs> nah, I did. I did. I <laughs> yeah, definitely. I remember <laughs> and then it kind of took off from there, I guess, didn't it? Cause yeah, because after that, and the thing was, it was funny because I didn't even post those. Mm-hmm. I never posted those anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. They were never on Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, nothing like that. Uh, I think after that, it was kind of more of a word of mouth thing. People just kind of yeah. did. And it was actually more people outside of the school that kind of got me into it, making money than people at the school. So the first person that got me my first shoot was at the school. Yeah. Outside of that, I started working with musicians and stuff like that. Um, shout out to Twan and Manny and all those dudes, you know what I'm saying? And Shakur, y'all some real niggas. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> y'all know what I said. <laughs> but, nah, yeah, uh, they, they were all making music and they would uh, pay me to come to studio sessions with them. And, oh, just to, like, document what they were doing? Yeah, and the funny thing about it, you wouldn't even believe it. The studio, I don't know if you remember where KFC is near campus. Yeah. Like, down the street from Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, yeah, It's literally right behind there. Is it really? Kid you not. Whole studio. That's crazy. Never knew that was there. Whole studio. I would go there. I'd be there all... I, they would call me at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and I'd stay there until, like, midnight, yeah. maybe 1. yeah. yeah. Whatever. They, I, I was going to say, uh, I had got so cool with them at one point, I celebrated my birthday in the studio. For real? That's awesome. Yeah, they, they called me up. They still, <laughs> I still worked, but I mean, it was fun for me. Like, they called me up, they had me come through, mm-hmm. they made a bunch of really, really good songs that day. Uh, I, got my bir- I got my birthday licks, and they hit really hard for young men. But <laughs> <laughs> They were in the lab cooking. Oh, yeah. All no. sorts of good songs coming out. What is your favorite thing to... Take, like, what's your favorite subject? Um, so I'd be having fun taking pictures of, like, in, I guess, like, individuals, that matter if male or female. Yeah. But hoops lately has been the one, because uh-huh. it's really hard to get a picture of somebody that ain't standing still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, someone that's sure. not posing. Yeah. You know, it's hard. I feel like it's hard to make someone look good if they're not trying to look good. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Because I've done the runs for, I've done some of the runs for the varsity team. At yeah. So, mm-hmm. but once I did those, I was like, hmm, taking pictures of basketball. Why yeah. didn't I think of this before? I don't know. But I think sports now is my favorite because I didn't even start off taking pictures of basketball. I just started off taking pictures of 
rugby. Rugby. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were the yeah, you were the school photographer for the rugby team. Mm-hmm. Those guys loved you. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you posted something new, I knew exactly when you had been to a game because the next day I would see my entire Instagram would be rugby yeah. players with at Yam That's J at the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. Every rugby player was rocking a good old Yam That's J flick. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy that? That was probably the most fun. Um, that was probably like the most like inclusive I've been mm-hmm. as a photographer because it was like, with the was, team. Yeah, because it yeah. was like I was a part of the team. Like, uh-huh. They gave me, you know, what I'm saying they gave me shirts, and stuff yeah. like that, gears. Like I was, you know, one of them. Yeah. But you know, I was just the guy that just showed up to take pictures. You know, yeah. Hot as hell outside, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't really, you know, what I'm saying like I didn't go out there and do no drills, but I I thought it was super cool that like I could come out there and mm-hmm. you know. It's like you think about showing up to a practice where you don't know nobody as a player, yeah. and you feel that tension kind of yeah. like, oh, the new dude. Yeah. But it's like it's weird. It felt weird being because it's like I played sports, but like to be on the other side, yeah. showing up to a practice where nobody knows me, and they were like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Like, and I was like, "Whoa, like no hostility. This is tough. This is dope." Like everybody was super nice like, yeah that's what, I feel like that goes on a sport by sport basis mm-hmm. team by team basis I'm gonna say every every sport I've taken uh, photos of every place that I've been it's like I could know absolutely nobody and every single person will just be like yo man did you get that like, man, it's like it's, <laughs> what's your Instagram bro like it's a different feeling because when you're playing in sports unless you're at like a super high level mm-hmm. nobody takes pictures of you that's and sad. the people that do are like your mom when she stands on the sideline with her phone and it's a blurry picture and you're like, oh, mom, come on, man. And there's people out there that can really, that I feel like are really good athletes, good you know, sportsmen, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't get that exposure just because, you know, they don't go to a big school or they yeah. don't go to whatever the case is. But mm-hmm. I'd be feeling like I could be that under the guardian angel under their wings and whatnot. Is that what you oh, want to end up with? <laughs> is that what you want to end up doing or do you want um, to make that into a full-time like if you could do photography full-time would you my plan is to be able to open my own studio i have one in my apartment now mm-hmm. it's actually my living room <laughs> <laughs> well it was my living room yeah. now it's the studio but um my hopes is to be able to have my own building essentially mm-hmm. that i could turn into my own little studio and be able to work with whoever. Because yeah. it's like, I still like working with people that do music. I still like working with people that do fashion. Right. Shout out to Pride World Co. And, you know, I still love sports, but it's like, I ain't going to bring a whole basketball team into my building. But at nah. the same time, you know, I'm going to still do here. here Other stuff. But the, hope, the hopes is to be able to have my own studio and that be my main source of, like, income. But yeah. If not, yeah, you know, not the way the cookie crumbles. Hey, that would be cool, though. That's the hopes. Yeah, that's J Studios. See, I already see it. I don't even, you don't even need to say studio. J's. <laughs> Can't do that. J's, a parenthesis, not the bar. <laughs> and it's spelled different, remember? It is spelled, it is spelled different, yeah. Mm, I'm going to have to sue y'all. You can't sue them. It's a different spelling. I'm going to change my name and sue y'all. <laughs> Just kidding. Y'all make some killer, killer man. <laughs> Those liquid marijuanas are good. Liquid marijuanas go to Jay's. You can get them. Uh, don't order if you're with Tony because they'll give you the baby glass. I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> they'll give you this little, this is like glass. It's like this fucking big, like like a whole drink. Yeah, with ice cubes. <laughs> you get like 
And you know no if it's liquid. with ice cubes, that's like two drops. Yeah, two drops of liquid. It's like when you get a bag of chips and it's all air. Fact. Munchies. <laughs> it's the same thing. Munchies. Y'all got to stop doing that. Y'all be disrespectful. Come on now. He munchies potato chips. This is Jay's platform. He can do whatever he wants here. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to let him know. Munchies be cheating, y'all. I'm going I'm to I'm boycott y'all next if y'all don't... Uh, <laughs> if y'all don't start putting some chips in that damn bag. <laughs> Did you, when you, so you were in the Navy, right, for four years? Ah, which was four years. It was, three, it was like three, yeah. Three years of change. Yeah. Did you, were you into the photography stuff then or no? Nah, no. dog, I was a gun ho basketball player. That's all That's I cared it. about. Mm-hmm. I didn't even, wasn't even thinking about the camera. Yeah. I didn't think about, I didn't even start thinking about like photos, photos for real until... After I had gotten out and I was looking for schools to go to. Mm. When you were in the, did you go to maybe for basketball? That's what I was hoping. <laughs> they tricked me. <laughs> I went to the office. I'll tell you the exact story. I go to the office. I sit down. I say, yo, I can ball. Sign me up. <laughs> They're like, all right, we'll do that. Then next thing you know, I get on the bus and all that good stuff. I hop out on the bus. I got a duffel bag. And I got a basketball. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. This very, very, very black and black complexion. I mean, just picture the Black Panther suit, but like that's <laughs> someone's skin. That's how black we're talking. Like just black. And he was just had red eyes, and he was mad as hell. He was just like, "Where do you think you're going?" And I was like, uh, "To the jail." He's like, "Get yeah, right, nerd!" Like. And I had skinny jeans on, so he was like, well, you got your sister's jeans on, son. I was like, <laughs> So I think I played basketball a total of like two times uh-huh. while I was in boot camp. But I balled out. Either way, it was lit. Um, but then I did some, some hooping all over like the bases and stuff that, mm-hmm. I was, that I was at until I think my second, like halfway through my second year, mm-hmm. I started going to open gyms for colleges. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Coach Wood. Mm. <laughs> Coach Wood and uh, Coach Pryor from Shenandoah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, yo, you're itchy. And I should have listened to Coach Pryor, but I listened to Coach Wood because Coach Wood was talking kind of nice. But Coach Wood, it was funny because Coach Wood was the one that talked to me out there. Mm-hmm. And then once I got to school, mm-hmm. or not even got to school, when I called him back, like he gave me his number on the yeah. car right I call him, it was like, hello, you reached the office of Marcus Kahn. And I'm like, who the hell is this? coach. <laughs> but that's how I ended up at y'all's school. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go through kind of your experience in the Navy chronologically. So for those who, who don't know, and I also don't know, mm-hmm. describe boot camp to, oh, to the people that don't understand what y'all actually go through. So if you've been to boot camp, since 2012, don't talk to me about nothing because you got that soft training, whatever. And I know I sound like them old rusty rust buckets that be, <laughs> that been in for like 50 years, but that's just how it is. So basically, when you first get there, right, you get there, you got the, the first uncomfortable moment that you have, which you will have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The first uncomfortable moment, you are in a room 
separated by gender, of course, with mm-hmm. a bunch of people you've never even seen before in your life. Mm-hmm. You're separated from even the people that you rode on the plane with at this point. You are standing next to somebody completely different, and this guy is going to come out and he's going to say, all right, I need you guys to, uh, there's a box in front of me. He's yeah. going to say, I need you guys to put everything you guys have in your pockets in the box. So you take everything out of your pockets, you put it in the box. You're like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you guys are going to get down to your undies and put that, put your clothes in the box. And you're like, all right, cool, stuff's in the box. And they're like, draws in the box, too. Now you're just ass naked, you and like 50 other people. And you guys are just looking around like, so are we going to get clothes ever? Like, or are we just going to stay here? Yeah, they, they issue you your tidy whities and, uh-huh. and your, your running shoes. And that's all you see for, I want to say, like a, a cool like couple weeks until they... You know, get you fitted for your first uniform or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Get your uniform. You by then, I would hope you had made friends. You start to realize yeah. you're not going to talk to anyone by their first name anymore. Like yeah. Jay wasn't even an option. <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's strictly the people still call me Lewis to this day. So, yeah. like, because I mean, once you you know the people that you met in boot camp, yeah. immediately, you know, you know, for a long period of time, you yeah. know their first name, but it's yeah. like that's what you know them as. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, you go through that, and then uh, I think you you stay awake for 24 straight hours. It's either 24 or 48 straight hours. I can't remember which one it is. But like 48. Is it Buds? They make you do it for like a week with like a three-hour nap. The nah, the there's no... You, I mean, you can take a nap, if, but if you're caught, it's wraps. Because this yeah. is when you first get there. When you first get there, it's usually like the middle of the night. You stay awake all through that night, yeah. and you stay awake all the next night. Uh-huh. And then they let you go to sleep. <laughs> it's so horrible. By the time you actually go to sleep, you don't even know if you actually got enough sleep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you think you'll have slept for like 10 days. That would be like an hour. Double all-nighters in college. The, I want to say, I think the coolest part for me in my mm-hmm. experience with boot camp was just kind of like, people, I think, would expect boot camp to be kind of like, you know, it's it's supposed to be, you know, it's... It's the the military. It's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be this really uniform thing, mm-hmm. but it's really a bunch of ragtag street kids that you know haven't haven't got you know busted or don't have yeah. any don't have any uh, I want to say like charges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know what I'm saying they can go. Not to say every single person is like that, but for the most part, a lot of people that's their option to put food on the table for their families. Yeah. Or, Whatever the case is, just because of how they were brought up or yeah. what their, you know, the background is. Yeah. So it's like, when I got there, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to be the hood rat of the group. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I fit right on in. Now, we had it set up. We had Crenshaw and then we had Beverly Hills in mm-hmm. our compartment. So <laughs> Crenshaw was where all the, the, I guess you would call them like the inner city, the black, all the minorities was in Crenshaw, mm-hmm. which was the, the right side, the darkest part of the compartment because there was a light out, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Then on the other side, that's where Beverly Hills was. That's mm-hmm. where all the sedity motherfuckers was. It was like, ah, we don't want to hang out at nighttime because that's where that's against the rules. Like, so it's like you had this, you had that. Yeah. So it's like it's funny because I looked at boot camp as pretty much like jail or prison. A bunch of dudes uh-huh. working out all the time, yeah. talking about what they're going to do when they get out, writing letters, <laughs> <laughs> receiving letters. <laughs> Most of the time, what's in those letters? Pictures of their women. 
which they do odd things to, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Because they do issue you a bottle of lotion there, so. <laughs> but, like, it, that's all it was. It was just literally, like, we were attempting to learn during the day, and then at night we were, like, wild animals that were just yeah. kind of, like, just how you would see in the movies, like, how Toy Story is, you know, yeah. when the kids there, they're just regular toys, but then when they're gone, they wild out, like, yeah. that's literally what boot camp was, yeah. like, if I, oh my god, if I had a dollar for every time we did something wild, like, so, at night, it's not dark like how it is, like, in your house, yeah. it, there's a red light that's on consistently the whole time, and <laughs> so you can see, <laughs> for the most part. I was caught dancing in the middle all the time with my boots on. You're never supposed to. You're never supposed to wear your boots, like because <laughs> I mean, like you're supposed to shine them, keep them nice oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I used to be dancing, gliding around the floor like I was Marcus Houston and you got started. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you do, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. Who's this? Hi. You um, said you got tear gas when you were at camp at boot camp. Yeah. So they tell you one person, there's one percent of people <laughs> that are immune. Uh-huh. I was standing right next to the fan. And uh-huh. I was like, I remember, so you're supposed to, so you're given a gas mask, right? right? So they crack the pill or whatever. I might be remembering this wrong, but for the most part, they crack the pill with the gas mask uh-huh. so that you know what it's like. Uh-huh. And you know that it works. Yeah. Then you're supposed, you're supposed to take a bunch of deep breaths and be like, oh, okay, this yeah. works. Yeah. Then you have to take that bad boy off like this. Uh-huh. And you have to hold it right here. And then um, you're supposed to say your first name, last name, social, something else. Like, uh-huh. Something crazy. But you do that and whew, I thought I was one of those those one percenters, right? Because I start saying my first name, which is only five letters. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I make it to the V, I think, in my name. Uh-huh. An immediate throw up. Just throw up? Just throw up. Throw up, snot, eye boogers, I guess. Eyes had boogers. Yeah. It was terrible. Like, And they take pictures of you, too, when you run out at the end. And they show not a slideshow, even though you can't see them because you're still blinded from tear gas. <laughs> why Why do they do that? Why do they gas you? Um, so that you're comfortable and you know that the gas mask works. Because there's some people that truly don't believe that, like, things like oh, gas yeah. masks and stuff like that. Are, oh, so it's really to show that it works if you mm-hmm. were ever in a situation. Yeah, if you, because everyone's job and everyone's job is different. I mean, yeah. in boot camp, you don't really have a job. Right. Once you get out, you know, to the fleet, you're supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, do whatever it is that you're yeah. you know, specifically trying to do. So if you're going to be out there with tear gases, they want to let you know that it works. Yeah, your government issue joint is going to be. In a way, yeah, okay. Except for apparently 3M. Hi, y'all messed up with those earplugs. <laughs> so, after you get out, what is your what was the job they gave you or the MOS they gave you? Um, so I was a medic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was real lit. I was a quad zero medic. That meant I had no specialty. <laughs> I was just a regular, uh, just a regular medic. I mean, you know, I could do blood draws, mm-hmm. and whatever. You know, work in the clinic, all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I actually got out and I went to Portsmouth, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, I went and did my training in San Antonio. Right. Stayed there, played Mac at the time. Thought it was great. Then I went to. Um, Portsmouth, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I worked in Portsmouth Naval Hospital mm-hmm. or Navy Medical Center, Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. But 
So I, I worked there, and I actually worked in the psych ward for my entire time, for the most part. I did some tours here and there mm-hmm. in other places, but my main job was psych. How was that? You probably met some interesting people. I got body slammed by a seal once. It was lit. That sounds like a story to tell. They didn't tell. So every morning they tell you, they give you, um, I forgot what it's called exactly, but... Um, oh, they give you like the nurses' notes and stuff about the patients, basically uh-huh. giving you an update on what's supposed to be going on and all that good stuff. Right. So then, I'm you know minding my business, mm-hmm. and then you know I actually oh no, no I had an appointment that day, so that's why I wasn't there at the beginning where they were supposed to be giving the nurses' notes. So I'm minding my business. I come upstairs thinking right. that you know we got some. You know, normal patients up here, and they're like, oh, you know, you've been assigned so-and-so, so-and-so. I'm like, you know, go tap them on the shoulder. Come and find out. That's a quick trick. I'm like, wow, come here, kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen many a takedowns, like, uh, all kinds of just interesting things. What are they in there for? Mostly? Um, So, with the military, specifically in that uh, environment, uh-huh. you had two sides. So, you had, yeah, I don't even remember what the letters were, honestly. It's like 5F and... I think it's 5F and 5E. Uh-huh. Um, but you have two sides, basically. You have behavioral, mm-hmm. and then you have, like, alcohol and drug abuse side. Mm-hmm. So, typically, if you were on the alcohol and drug abuse, if you were actually there for drugs most of the time, you were probably getting kicked out. You were, yeah. like, abusing something that you shouldn't have been. Right. Like, if you were there for, like, weed, yeah, nine times out of ten, you're getting kicked out. Yeah. But... Most of the time, it would just be, like, people just with alcohol, just issues and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I drank too much because I'm upset about this. Yeah. I drank too much because I'm upset about that. You know, st- stuff that you would expect people to be upset about. And then there would be the behavioral side, which was a little bit more complex than that. Because that's uh-huh. when you're looking at actual, you know what I'm saying? Like, Disorders and Yeah, stuff. You're, you're looking at all you kinds mean? of things happening over there. Like, which side were you on? Were you um, so I started off. The easier side that they normally start you off with the training is the alcohol side because mm-hmm. most of the patients there are there for like a weekend or something. Yeah. Like their command, their chain of command caught them drunk, so they sent them there like, yeah. instead of you know actually punishing them. Yeah. So here, you want to drink your weekend, send it at the psych ward type. Yeah. Thing. So you know you come up to us and you wear pajamas and get three square meals a day and we kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> like other than that, like oh you don't get a TV in your room, huh. but. There's that. Um, but the behavioral side, that's where you have, like, dad, I don't even, how many years has it been? Oh, I can say it now. Oh, hit the tricks. So, we had a cat that jumped. Didn't say his name. Had a cat that jumped the White House gate and started doing push ups in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of, like, the, the front lawn. Yeah, kid you not. Want to ask why? Like, we I feel like there's not a reason. He said he said he wanted to talk to Obama. I mean, I mean, if there's one way to get his attention, that's one. That is that is definitely to just get over there, get over there and just start hitting push-ups. And the dude's pretty young, so I'm yeah. sure they were really good form push-ups. It's just like <laughs> that's that's what's important. Like, could you have not <laughs> so like the called ahead? <laughs> so the Secret Service like, takes him takes him down, and sends him back to to you guys. 
I like I'm not even like I know Secret Service was a part of it. I'm not even I thought I was gonna see a Secret Service dude and I was so excited that day. Like uh-huh. I was like, Oh dude, Secret Service is gonna be here. Like I hope they give me their their whole headphone thing. Yeah. It's like I talked to Obama myself when we live. But like I I ended up not even being there. I went to lunch and I was like, All right, this is taking too long, like I'm over it. Like bring this bring this guy in. They brought him in. He was yeah. definitely like like confined up, he had the jacket on and everything. Oh, for real. Yeah, he he got a so they have this thing called the cocktail. I always forget what's exactly in it, uh-huh. but they call it the cocktail because it will literally, it'll do you in every time. If you take one of those and still are moving around, something's actually wrong with you. <laughs> a bunch of the drugs that they yeah, it's like it's like a sedative type deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it like it slows you down for a little bit, and mm-hmm. the next thing you know, you're just like you're sleepy, and then you're not. Yeah, yeah. That dude was like quoting scripture and. I was like, this is some exorcist stuff. Like, there was plenty of times where, like, I genuinely thought that, like, I shouldn't be up here anymore because it's like it's starting to get a little too weird. It was in my head a little bit. Like, I didn't like it. Are there other stories that you can't tell, or no? Um, I had a patient threaten to kill me once to the point where it was like I actually felt threatened. Because it was like I had made, I had got on like kind of like a, a level with her that I felt that we could communicate. And it was uh-huh. cool, and then I just remember like she said it, but it was like I feel like I can. I don't want to say like I got superpowers. I could see things in people, but it was just like the way she said it, yeah. and the look she had in her eyes it just seemed too genuine. And I was just like, I just remember uh-huh. calling. I was like, I think I was like twenty years old. I called my mom. I was like. Yo, this bitch says she's gonna fucking kill me, mom. Like, my mom's like, "What bitch? Who gonna kill you?" <laughs> my mom's like, "On go, like, yeah. like who I gotta come up there and put the hands on now?" Yeah. Like, but it, uh, they ended up like moving her. I actually didn't come into work um, for I think three days after uh-huh. that because I was just like, really, I felt like it was either because I was sleep deprived because I was working the night shift when that happened, yeah. so that's twelve hours through the night. Yeah. During the day, uh-huh. so I didn't know if I was just like feeling some type of way about it because I hadn't slept. So I was just like, I need to get these three days and yeah. just get my mind right. Yeah, but yeah. There's that, and then there was the fucking officer who <laughs> jumped on me butt naked, and so like, it's just like being like a CO in a prison. Uh-huh. You can't really like you can interact with these people. Yeah. You know, they're not like animals or something. No. You can talk to them like normal. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. So, you know, I would try and interact without, you know, breaking the boundary of me supposing to, you know, keep order within right. the ward. So, this lady goes, she takes a shower, right? Uh huh. So I have to go. So every so every hour, you're supposed to go around and make sure everyone's doing okay. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's stolen a fork and you know anything crazy. Yeah, yeah nobody's fighting or anything like that. So you just go around with the rooms. If you can see the people, you know, mm-hmm. you check them off. If you can, if they're in their room sleep, you check them off. Yeah. If they're in their bathroom, you know, you just give them a quick knock on the door. Hey, you good? Yeah. So as long as they respond, you're good. Yeah. This lady goes in the bathroom. She comes back out. And I'm like, alright. She should be straight, right? Yeah. So she comes out. She's in her towel. Cool. So she closes the door. I'm like, you should be good. Next thing you know, I'm walking. And next, and everyone, so the nursing station's like to my left. Yeah. So I'm looking in the rooms, check, check. I think I made it like four rooms down. Yeah. And I look over and everyone's got this look on their face like, so annoying. Like, 
what the hell are y'all looking at? Like, yeah. did I rip my did I rip my pants in the yeah. back? Because I used to wear some pretty funny draws back yeah. then. So I don't know. Like, the next thing you know, I just feel just water. I had an afro at the time, yeah. so I just feel water seeping through my my little turtle shell up there. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is this? This woman is standing over me, <laughs> butt ass naked, <laughs> and then she just jumps on me. And the first thing in my head is I'm freaking out because it's like you're thinking about a person you've never met before like that. You don't know her, and she's butt naked. And not only she's butt naked, she's on you. And not only that, you're at work. Yeah. So it's weird because you're at work and there's a butt naked person on you. You're not even supposed to even see that they're naked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's all yeah. these rules and stuff. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, do I hit her? Do I touch her? Like, what happened? Like, yeah. I don't want to hit her. And then, like, next thing you know, like, oh, man, I accidentally grabbed a nipple. Like, and then you're sued. And then yeah. Like, then yeah. Next thing you know, like, I'm out back steakhouse and it's just not it, chief. Like, no. Then they ended up, like, getting a bunch of, like, old lady nurses to, like, <laughs> wrangle this wet woman <laughs> and that wasn't a pun <laughs> think that's, about it that's hey wild. it's Justin Devlin that's wild dude. I just shouted you on the podcast Justin yeah Justin's here car pictures are dope Justin Devlin greatest car picture taker ever in the entire world <laughs> so after after the psych ward then where'd you go where'd um you so after the psych ward I did like some little stuff like I did this, like, behavior class thing or whatever, because it was like, oh, so that's what I want to say. So for the military, mm-hmm. every person in the military, just because the military is just like the regular world. There's still bad people and there's still good people. Just right. because they have a uniform on does not mean everyone is good. So with that being said, I actually got in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. for being the person that, the same kind of person that you know today. Yeah. It's the same person I've always been. And there was a chief that did not like that. Yeah. And she used to make it her mission to make my life super duper hard. That's why I was on those night shifts. So I would, you know, do things, you know, I would talk to patients, whatever, blah, blah, and yeah. I would always get great reviews, this, this, and that. But she did not like it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. She thought the way that I handled myself, the way I carried myself, the way I talked to people, the way I talked in general. Yeah. It's not it. She's like, you shouldn't be saying random words in places. Don't exist. Yeah, you shouldn't be making up words for things that, you know, should have regular words, which I'm like, super for f- f- derfulness. Yeah, like, word of the day. What the finuck? Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. So, like, she sent me to this behavioral class thing. It was in Oceania. I'll never forget it. It was, it was whack. Uh-huh. Dumb whack. Stupid yeah. whack. The only cool part about it was I was working nine to five. Yeah. So I would have to wake up and drive 30 minutes every morning to go to a whole other base just so they could tell me how to act in a uniform. And the funny thing was, when I got there and uh-huh. told them what I did, uh-huh. they were like, Why are you here? Exactly. So if you want to know what I did, here's what it is I got in trouble for a HIPAA violation. On my own paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening that don't know what HIPAA is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what is it? For those so that- it's like the things that you're not, like you can't, patient confidentiality and stuff like yeah. that. You're not supposed to give away anybody's, you know, information. You're not supposed to show anybody. Your, uh, but it was mine. <laughs> 
I got in trouble for making a copy of my own shave shit. <laughs> so basically, when I was in, I didn't have to shave. Like, uh-huh. as you see, I don't grow, like, a crazy beard or yeah. anything like that. So whenever I do shave, I break out, like, in certain spots. So they were like, oh, well, because you break out, you don't have to shave. But, yeah. So we'll do it. So I would have one. And I always was like, well... Instead of me having just this one, why don't I make a copy so I can have one in case I lose the other one? Yeah. Made a copy. Someone else got their hands on it. Decided they were going to change things around. And you got in trouble. I got in trouble. Wow. That's crazy. And I was like, chief, stop it. Chief and volunteer. It was so bad. This is the kind of people that exist in this world. I did not want to work for her whatsoever. Yeah. That is why I got out of the military early. I was supposed to stay a whole five. I left early because this woman would not let me go anywhere else. I was like, I want to go to... Oh, so you were there until you were yep. out? Yep. I stayed in the same duty station until I was out. She was the last chief to show up, and she kept me there the whole time. Wow. So you didn't get to experience anything. didn't even get to go have... All the stuff that I volunteered for, she would take my paperwork out of Every time. She would know where it was getting sent. Take it. Wow. Or if she knew, she would be like, oh, I was restricted to the base. I got my money cut in half. They have, like, a, a thing where you can get half month's pay. I did that, like, five fucking times. Like, Why? Because they were just because they kept getting me in trouble. Like, so I was just like, all right, well, the more trouble I get in, the, the less money I get, I guess. Whatever. Like, I was restricted to the base. That was the corniest one. I had to show up to, I would have to show up to three different, like, uh, formations, basically. Mm-hmm. With other, like... They call them shit bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with other like-minded shit bags like yeah. myself, and I would just have to, uh-huh. you know, show up every. I was, I think it was like three times, and then also you have to come clean up the base at like four o'clock or some dumb shit like that. That'd be so unfortunate. I'll it was, but at the same time, I used to finesse that because the gym used to be popping about like four, five o'clock. Oh, so, so I used to just slide out. Like I used to go down there about three. Pick up like two pieces of trash and then I just go, yeah. <laughs> Hit him with the deuces and get out of here. <laughs> Didn't was, have time for that. Was transition into like from the military into school was that hard or not really? Mm, from military to school, the classes were mad boring. Yeah. Like classes in the military, it was like you were afraid uh-huh. to fall asleep. In their class. If anyone knows Professor Mangum at University of Mary Washington, the man with the beekeeper hat. Yep. I yep. slept in that man's class every day. <laughs> that man, every example he had was about bees. Yo, that man could sing me a lullaby any day because that man know how to put somebody to sleep. That's for I sure. swear to God. I have never slept so good as I slept in that man's class. And I was, it didn't matter how I slept. I, go, I used to go in that joint the same way every... I had that joint 8 a.m. I would go in that joint. And the little the joint and trinkle with all the bookcases in yeah, the back. Yeah. I would go right there. I would go in the back corner seat when you first walk into the left. I would yeah. go to the very back. Put that UMW just with the big UMW hoodie uh, hood on. <laughs> Knocked out. <laughs> that man could put somebody to sleep, Chief. I yeah. swear. That dude. Mm-mm. That's nutty. So, how was it different from the military classes? It was, 
I just feel like the because it was like I didn't have that. I didn't have that like you know that fear of yeah. oh I'm gonna get yelled at if I don't pass this class. So it was kind of like I just wasn't as pressed to I guess be stressed out about like school. And then like I think also because like with the military, it's kind of like you went to school and then you just did everything else after that. Yeah, like, they just expect you to know it. Yeah. Versus you know school, you just keep going. Yeah, and I was like, this is hard. But I was really only, I was like, I'm just here to play the basketball. <laughs> Man, that didn't even work out. I know, right? That's unfortunate. But, I was, sure. but that team would have been lit, though. Ah, okay, realize this. That would have been the best UMW team, hands down. Okay, not hands down. Maybe there's, not. Still that, there's still that Dylan parent. Yeah. I'm, scared. I'm afraid of that kid. <laughs> that Elite 18. Dog, that dude is scary. Yeah, Dylan, just, I'm scared of you. I will admit it. You are a scary man. <laughs> You're like Wolverine, but blonde. <laughs> like, can you picture a, a blonde Wolverine? I mean, he would be it, for sure. That's sexy scary. <laughs> we'd, dude, we'd be Hooverman, and people twice his size would get mad at him, and he would not back down. Dude was probably, what, six foot? He was six a one. six foot post player. And he played in the post against people like six, seven. Throwing elbows. He tried guard him in the pose. He would catch an elbow in the chest. He can't. He can't. He can't fool with that guy. Nah. That's nuts. The hoops were fun, though. Oh, my once, God. Once we actually got there, I feel like you, Loki, had a better time than you did uh, on the team. My first... So, yeah, when I first got there, I didn't play basketball for, like, a couple days. Yeah. Like, I didn't even go... Like, I went to the gym, of mm-hmm. course, to go talk to Khan, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think I took, like, one shot in between the time you guys first saw me come in there. Yeah. Um, that was my first time even going in the Didn't even know it existed. For real? Um, no, yeah, because he showed me just Anderson. Mm-hmm. That was it. Because um, I think they were doing something in the the day that I did my visit. So uh, I couldn't okay. even see yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but I remember, yeah, when I came in there, I was like... I was like, all right, let's see what's going on in here. And I remember y'all were like balling out. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be fun. And then we just it all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I came in there. And I remember I was like, I was, I was like Will's son or something. I was like, let me go back, please, 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 please. I want to go back and do some more. I remember when you first came in, I think Will introduced me to you. And he's like, yeah, he played basketball in the Navy. He's here, like, hoop at UMW. And we were all like, yeah, oh, Jay's here. And then it didn't work out with the team. And then you just became like, just every became that, session, you were the guy that I was, was there that all guy. the time. I was just the guy that would show up. And I was, I was hyped for that because I was like, I could be this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the role that you embraced. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, then what you call it was always trying to get me to come to the club team anyway. Josh and Aaron Cowman. Yeah. Were all, Aaron was like, dude, you gotta come. Because I was like, even though Aaron was like, <laughs> Aaron's like two years younger than me, I was like, yo, kid knows his stuff. Like, yeah, he does. He's definitely a good coach, and he knows how to talk to me yeah. specifically. Like, And then I remember Josh used to be like, man, you don't want to play for UMW. Like, you want to play for the club. Josh Jones. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you want to play for the club. I'm like, it's way more fun. I mean, I, my first tournament was lit, even though I got hurt immediately. Those tournaments were fun. I, only went to I think it was the Maryland tournament. tournament. That was my first one, uh, my first joint. Mm-hmm. But then after that, 
that's when I was like, oh, this is this is easy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's put up 30. <laughs> Dude, they were fun. We would just joke around the whole time. Remember the Mason, the Mason tournament and one of the Richmond ones? Those were fun. Oh, my god! The car ride the is U, up. The U of R tournament was probably my favorite one when I went full Steph Curry mode for like yeah. five seconds. And was throwing up anything, and that joint was going in. <laughs> that was fun, dude. That was lit. I've been throwing stuff up like five feet behind the three point line. Hey, my philosophy: no shots, a bad shot, it goes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, so you don't make. Yeah. And you don't make. Mm-hmm. Shout out, Bobby. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent of the shots you don't make. Yes, definitely. Shout out, Big Bob. <laughs> Good times. It's translated onto two K. That's all we do now. Just talk trash. Yeah. Whether it's say. virtual hoops or real hoops. Well, that's it. I'm 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 a two Ker until I can get back in the group the real world. I mean, we going back. Hopefully, we'll get a workout in after this. I'm sorry. That's the hopes. That's the hopes. Yeah, we'll find a court. We'll get something. Don't call. So <laughs> back. So one bring back to the protest just for a little. Mm-hmm. What made you decide? To, because I know plenty of people that are like, yeah, I support this, but they didn't want to go. Uh, what made you decide to go in the capacity you went? Was it you wanted to get pictures? You want to support all of the above? Um, like I was like, what was the th- and scared yeah. <laughs> of the picture part? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, if my camera gets broken, I'll be so pissed. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know how they're gonna act. Like I had only seen like. So I had seen what happened the night before. Mm-hmm. The night before. So my brother my brother texts me and says, I want to go to the protest. Yeah. But he had just got off work. Yeah. He's 17. He gets off at like midnight. And then this was the same time that they had set the transit bus on fire in Dashtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So luckily I had looked at it before I had, uh, you know, either agreed or not agreed yeah. to take him. I looked at you know some snap stories and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, people are setting things on fire. Like, yeah. I was like, nah, I'm not taking them out there for that. So I was like, I told him, you know, I'll take you out there, but it's daytime. You know, daytime is more appropriate, I guess, and it's a little bit more peaceful than yeah. what's going on in the middle of the night because I can't keep up with you and stuff. So yeah. me, my brother Colin, my friend Frankie, who's actually white, and my brother Reed, we all hop in the car. Mm-hmm. And we decide we're gonna go down to downtown. You know, we throw our all, all, all black on. You know, red yeah. and red, of course, because of course, the color is there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, we go to downtown. We get on Monument Ave. At first, we're like, I think because we had saw Josh Fox was coming. Yeah. And Josh Fox reached out to me. Um, him, CJ, Brandon Martin, they all reached yeah, out. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, we're gonna be in downtown. So if you're there, you know, march with us or whatever. You know, we'll see you there. So. Um, I think I was texting him as I was getting up there. So I was on Monument Ave, and I'm like, well, damn, they said they were on Monument Ave. I'm looking all over the place, like, what the hell? (laughs) We're in, like, the dead center of it, like, close to the Robert E. Lee statue. And they're, like, all the way down. So we basically beat them to the spot that they were coming to. So (laughs) if you remember the photo that I have of the police officers sitting on the motorcycle, that was us walking down to meet everyone that was coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to see the pro. There was people on bikes, like, with cameras, like, in front of them. Yeah. You know, catching everybody. And then just swarm of people just marched. Um, 
but they just kept marching and marching. And at first, I was like, this doesn't seem that bad. This mm-hmm. doesn't seem, you know, like something where there should be a problem. There's just people, you know, voice people, you know, chanting and, yeah. and marching. That's it. Yeah. Um, and realistically, I'd never seen so much like togetherness, like in my actual view yeah. ever. So we're talking about people pulling up to you in their car. Oh, you got water, like you got this and this. Which you should be careful because they can still be putting things in the water. Yeah, but it's just the, fact, the fact that they would go out of their way to pull over to poison you is still thankful. So <laughs> <laughs> it's inter- it's just a little interesting, but it's like. All those people were doing all these things, you know what I'm saying? There was people, when the tear gas happened, there was a person telling people, please, come inside, come inside. Like, me and my brother were, like, running, side by side, just running. Uh, And this lady sees us, and she's like, oh, come inside, come inside. So we tried to go inside, but so many people packing into her house. We just grabbed some milk, poured it, like, flushed our eyes out, kept running. The next lady we stopped at, she's like, come inside, come inside, come inside. We're like... Like, yeah, where do we go? Like, because <laughs> it's, I mean, like, it was just really cool though that it was like people that weren't even actually at the physical protest, but mm-hmm. they were seeing people that were coming from it. Yeah. Oh, do you need a place to, to sit down? Like, so that you're not considered like, you know, a protester. Yeah. Like, people willing to let you. So, because it's like, you know, stoops and stuff like that, and people let you jump over their gate and sit on, sit on the stoop. Yeah, whatever, sit on yeah. the stoop and, and be considered like, you know, they, they they'll go, yeah, they'll right. actually go inside and make it seem like you live there. So, yeah. then there was also people sitting on their stoop that weren't so nice. Yeah. There was a lady that was smoking a cigar. You know where you live. I'm sweating. <laughs> but actually, we know where you live. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lady smoking a cigar and. Shout out to that one girl. I don't know if her name was Sophia or what, but you was I and all that. But uh, she basically was like, this lady was smoking a cigar, just like, but I even I felt like it was kind of odd that she was just smoking a cigar randomly. Yeah. She was literally celebrating the tear gas that happened. The girl screams out. She's like, she's like, why are you just sitting there? People are getting tear gas because there was people next door to her that were like, oh. Oh God, random things. Um, and next thing you know, the lady is like, oh. like she just laughed at, scoffed, whatever you want to call it. And the girl just like jumps the gate. <laughs> she's like, fuck you up. Like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'll beat your ass. Like, yeah. like, they're like yelling at each other. And then she, she like slaps the cigar out of her hand. And I was like, nice. <laughs> but people were like, it was it was bad and good. Like after the tear gas, I feel like it made it a lot more hostile. The city was a hundred percent more hostile the rest of the day. Sure. Um, I mean, there's no trust of people. Pe- the people that weren't a part of the protest were getting were heckling the people that were in the protest. The people that were getting heckled were feeling like, oh, every person that's not a part of the protest did must hate us. Yeah. So then they were you know lashing out because they were already getting you know. People were throwing things at them, mm-hmm. you know, all this extra, you know, things going on, yeah. and then, you know, people aren't going to take with so much, and they're going to start snapping on you. Yeah, like, so people are, oh, you know, people saying things under their breath as they're walking by. People are, yeah. you know, getting into little squabbles on the street, and I'm yeah. like, ah. it was a world star moment, literally every two blocks. And that was when you decided you were out. Yeah, I, the day I decided I wanted to go somewhere, I just wanted to. Yeah. 
But and then the thing was, was I, I went out there because, like I said, I just wanted to, one, I wanted to be able to say that I stood up for something, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to my own people. And then on top sure. of that, my little brother asked me, basically, oh, you know, will you take me? And I'm like, I ain't going to say I'm going to take me, young man, and then not take me. Yeah, so, no, for sure. And then the fact that he wants to be a part of something and stand up for something, I don't know if that's what he wants to do. But, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, you know. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, if that's, that's his thing. Maybe he wants to be. I, I heard him the other night. And, you ain't about the culture. You ain't about the culture. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> relax. Like, so I mean, you know, I think it's good. You know, he's only 17. Yeah. Um. So I think it's good that you know he can be in high school and still realize like the magnitude of just being yeah. being somewhere is important. Definitely. And the like, some of his friends who. Like, I also know because of, like, their older siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, some of his friends reached out to me. Like, oh, can I ride with you guys? And yeah. I was like, as much as I wanted to take y'all, I'm so sorry I didn't take y'all. But thank God I didn't take y'all because y'all's moms are scary and <laughs> don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> so, because my mom was already on my case because of the whole tear gas thing. <laughs> yeah, even my mom, when, like, I went to one here. It's like, nothing's going to happen here. She was like, why are you going, like? Be safe and all that. My mom, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if something happens, I'm probably faster than the majority of the people who are there. Yeah, if you're faster, than, if you're faster than the first group, you're good. Yeah. So, but no, I, I feel like everybody's mom are like they're just worried. Honestly, that you're you're their little kid. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to get hurt. Yeah. Even if you're going out to support something that like is a good. Yeah, because it's like, I, and I see the I see the views that some of the parents and older generation have. Where mm-hmm. They're kind of like, you know, because you don't really see a lot of parents out there. I mean, um, you do, but you don't. Yeah. So it's like, and I understand where they're coming from. You know, they they've already been through this once mm-hmm. type deal, and I'm not saying you know they're too good to go through it again. But mm-hmm. it's you know they basically earned their stripes as far as marching and yeah. protesting and stuff like that. Most of our Parents were alive during the time periods where, you know, shit wasn't the same. Yeah. Like, really wasn't the same. Like, so, you know, I don't expect, you know, my mom and dad to be out there, you know, fists in the air. Yeah. I know, I know, my, I know my pops ain't taking no knee. Not to say he would, not to say he wouldn't, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> if you think I got bad knees, look at my face, because y'all know me. <laughs> then you should know. That man got worse ones. That's crazy. <laughs> he got knees like George Washington got teeth. Think about it. Wood. <laughs> that's Wood. great. And that's good that your brother wants to go as long as he's staying level-headed. Fact. I mean, and that's what I try and explain to him. Um, so I always promote that. Like, I was never about the looting. Like, I make jokes about looting and stuff like that because that's just... Well, you make jokes just, about everything. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say I, I joke about everything, but... And like with a lot of people, they're oh, you support the looting and da 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 da, and this is and this rah 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 rah. I don't support looting. Yeah. I do understand the looting. Though. That's the one thing I will make unbelievably clear. I understand the looting. I do not support, but I understand. Yeah. But so many people were just kind of like really gun ho about the whole like, oh, well, you can't be supporting the protests and the protests are supporting looting, and I'm like, nah, fam, think about it. It was people that was going to steal anyways before we was on quarantine. Yeah. Now we got people outside. So that means people going to start stealing again. Yeah. You close the door, 
they broke the door. It's pretty much open and shut right there. I don't know what else you want from people. <laughs> we have criminals. We have, you know, mm-hmm. not criminals. Yeah. Criminals going to see a chance to come out and do some bad things. Yeah, they're going to do it. Especially if the opportunity is there. The chaos yeah, is there. I mean, they're the not going to get caught. Who, like, I mean, even though we saw, like, so many videos and that's, like, another cool thing about social media, being able to see all these videos from different mm-hmm. angles. Yeah. Um, of people that look really suspect doing the oh, what's your call it? Um, like, during these whole, like, protests, like, the, the Target thing. Like, yeah. I was like, yo, who's my man's with the pizza box? Like, yeah. <laughs> people are going in and grabbing, like, all sorts of random stuff. Some of the pizza box. Somebody grabbed, like, a scooter and, like, ran out of there. The, yeah. The lady in the wheelchair. That was stabbing people. That video was the craziest video I ever seen. Ma'am, when you sent it to me, I do not feel bad for you right now. Nah, I said it. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to stab people. Lucky they push you off the chair. (laughs) That was the craziest thing when when you sent that to me. You're like she's stabbing people. I was like, she's in a wheelchair. What do you mean she's stabbing people? How's she moving around? And I saw somebody go by her, and I saw the knife. Flash. Yeah, she's like, I was like, somebody better push her out of the wheelchair. What I will say, the people that left her in charge of that back door, you're going to hell. What? That's a weird thing about being in charge. Of <laughs> Who puts the lady in the wheelchair at the back door? <laughs> What's? I want. I want to say about something about being in charge of people. Because I was going to say this on an episode with Jason, but I did, didn't get a chance to. The whole Breonna Taylor thing, that was messed up on so many levels. The guy they wanted was already in jail. They went to the wrong address, and then they pulled the trigger. So who, like you know, from being in the military, somebody's got to approve the mission, right? Mm-hmm. So like... I it's, a cha- it's a whole chain of command. I don't, I don't see anyone calling for their arrests. It's just the three officers. And I don't know who pulled the trigger, which of the three or if all three did. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's there because he's following orders and he doesn't, he didn't pull the trigger, it's like, should he be arrested? Somebody sent him to the wrong place. That's interesting. And so when I was talking to you about your brother being level-headed, it's like, obviously not everything is like that complex. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, think. Like, don't just shout the headline that you see. Because when you look at that case, it's like somebody had to, like, did those three officers just pick the wrong house on purpose? Like, mm-hmm. she, would, I, I would very much doubt that she was an intentional target. So one, that, so, yeah. so so somebody told them to go there, because that's how right in the military. So it's like, hey, you got to go here. Okay, yeah, so like, I mean, because I'm sure they're they're given like, you know, an address or you know, orders to go to wherever directions to go to. Yeah, wherever, they're probably or, given an address and yeah. a picture of the guy. Mm-hmm. So they get to the place they think is I don't even I don't even know what the original guy was in was in jail for I don't either but they have the picture they break into the house <laughs> breaking illegal anyways mm-hmm. but for cops it's legal apparently they get in they go into the house her boyfriend I guess started to shoot at them because they were breaking in mm-hmm. he didn't know who it was and so they pulled the trigger and all that happens like like that but if one of the cops doesn't pull the trigger. Should he be arrested? In my opinion, no, because what chance do you have to stop the other two from pulling the trigger? You know, like, you know from training, I'm sure you know from training in different yeah, scenarios I, I, when things I happen. I exactly so what you mean, because it's kind of like, 
with situations like that, it kind of, and it's funny because I'm going to relate it to a show that is just like something completely different, but yeah. like, it's kind of like I was watching Orange is the New Black, <laughs> and it was like, he told, he told one of the CEOs to do something, mm-hmm. and it attempted to get done, uh-huh. but clearly not correctly. Right. Like, they were supposed to be, I think they were supposed to be, like, bringing in, like, a new person or whatever the case was, blah, 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 and it didn't get done correctly, and it's just like, so who's really, you know what I'm saying, like, at fault? Is it the right. guy that's at the tippy top that gave the order that mm-hmm. didn't make sure that the order was enforced correctly? Or that the order or was the people that, the first place. that carried out the order. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, and I totally understand the whole, you know, following orders. <laughs> Don't think y'all got off easy. <laughs> <laughs> I understand following orders, but it's just like, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, on, I guess what I'm trying to say is on, it's on both, both parties. Because somebody didn't do the research to be like, is that even her address? Mm-hmm. Do we, is that guy already been arrested? No. How, like nobody thought to do that. Yeah. Because to me, that the the fact that she was an intentional target is like I feel like that's not. I mean, I don't know, but also like that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. So somebody somebody botched up the address, botched up the fact that the dude was already in jail, and then sent the officers there. So it's like you have the officers that are just that are following incorrect orders, and then they act incorrectly already. So it's, it's one of those things where, like, in a court of law, you know, people were talking about how Chauvin should be charged with first-degree murder, and then people were like, don't do that, because then they wouldn't have enough evidence to find him guilty of first-degree. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It's like, you want you want justice to be served properly, but at the same time, you don't want to be calling for stuff that they didn't do. So yeah. if you try to charge all three of them with murder, and two of them didn't even shoot, they're not going to go to jail, because they didn't. And then it's like what holds up in the court. It gets so slippery. Yeah, exactly. It gets really slippery when it has that. When when you have all those different aspects in it, because it's 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 so many people that because you don't know what's going through. That's the I think that's the worst part about all of these things is you don't know what's going through the heads of these individuals when these things are happening. Like, granted, Mister Officer that put the knee on my man's neck, your thought process is not valid, sir. You're out back steakhouse. You're cut. Or he didn't even. <laughs> You're cut. Dude, that's such a serious thing, and you made it like. Like I, I mean, I could not smile when I feel bad. So smiling, but like let's call dude, a spade a spade, and that dude fucked up. <laughs> his brain either didn't work or just isn't working. That dude should be in jail for the rest of his life. <laughs> that dude should be in jail for the rest of his. Life. I mean, yeah, nah, for like, sure. All of these things that it, before I even talk about the people that should be in jail. You people, yeah, I said you people, because I'm going to stereotype all of you people who are on this blue, back of the blue, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. You sound ignorant. (laughs) So much much. If you're back in the blue, fam, I'm sorry. You can just back the hell up, (laughs) because I don't want no parts. Uh, there's like, so much that needs to be done and I'm not going to sit here and say that um, you know what I'm saying like every cop in the world is bad yeah so every cop in the world is not bad but the bad show outweigh the good right now so because the, the culture that's in there I don't know did you watch Jason's episode 
I saw I I got to make it halfway through yeah, and then so, I had to do more work. <laughs> so he, was, he was talking about how like he read this a couple social media posts about these officers that tried to call out bad behavior mm-hmm. and they were basically like we don't do that here. You're not going to get any support if you try and call out your 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 fellow officers or whatever. So it's the whole culture. So even like even that's why they keep getting hired like the Shogun dude had like a gazillion complaints against him. And then what makes it even worse is that Klobuchar, who's about to be vice president, failed to prosecute like four times. She dropped her name out the race, but the whole culture just needs needs a change for sure. But yeah, the the what you call it? Um, dang, it was on the tip of my tongue. I was just about to have said it. Yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. No, you, it, it was it, it was, was it was there. I was totally about to say something that was pertinent to that. I forgot what it was. Nah, it happens. It happens when you've been talking for like hour, hour, whatever. Oh, dang, I really forgot what I was about to say. But I don't know. It'll come back to me for sure. Yeah, at some point. But yeah, so what do you, I guess, what do you think about the whole like, because you're on social media, so you see all these people posting these things that I think I've made clear to, or at least to me, like the one-liners, like abolish the police. It's like, can we, can we how about think about maybe different training, reallocating the budget, right? Or there's other one line. I don't I can't even think of another one. I think that's actually what I was uh, about, yeah. to be, uh, about to like kind of touch on. It's like, so we're going with these like one hitter quitters basically. That's like, you know. I don't want to say F the police, but you got the F the police, and then, you yeah. know, like, just brand, like, you know what I'm saying? Just those one it things. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, but if you write that down as a grievance, are they going to listen to that? No. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't no, have, I'm with you for sure. Like, and I'm not saying that people aren't educated in the way they're going about it. It's just that we're doing it in a way that's more comfortable for all, for, for all the generations that are a part of this right now, because we've got people that are, you know what I'm saying, that probably was marching with Martin Luther King, yeah. you know, when he they were kids, and mm-hmm. now they're marching now in their walkers. Or yeah. The case they got, you know <laughs> but it's like, you know, you got all these things that, that have happened, but it's like, they found a way, especially Martin Luther King, my man's is just, just a really well-educated man. For sure. And just the way he was able to put his messages out and the way he was able to verbalize himself was mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. But like now... We in the time of Lil Uzi Burks. Yeah. And our no, no disrespect, Uzi, you still a you're a cool dude, but <laughs> you still a goofy dude. <laughs> like we're in the world of Lil Uzi Burks and like you know what I'm saying? Like Wiz Khalifa and them are, are like those are our higher up like people that <laughs> No pun intended, higher up, think about it. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying though, because there's no for the government to go change, make a change, there's nothing for them to go off of. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no Martin Luther King that's going to be like, hey, we want this, this, and this to change. Like, before, I feel like, I don't want to say we need that, you know what I'm saying? We need a leader, like, the black people need a leader, Obama. Um, but, like, you know what I'm saying? We had that voice. We had you know, Martin Luther King. We had... Malcolm X. We mm-hmm. had all these people throughout time. We've had these people that mm-hmm. have stood up for something, and they were the face of that. Yeah. And then now, 
essentially we don't have people that have been and, and it's a thing because now we're in a different time where people the celebrities that we have yeah they've probably been through stuff but at this point everyone has yeah. but it's like now we're just hoping that our celebrities can carry that same weight that these people yeah. that because back then we had celebrities and then we had them yeah. now we just got celebrities mm-hmm. so it's like you know can we get our Kevin Hart to go out there and, and do something great for us? Can we yeah. get our Rev Run? Just random, just any, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. celebrity that's, you know, important today or whatever. Like, or yeah, can we get our Dave to go out there? You know, I hope we would never get our Jason Derulo. Heard it here first. Does never. he even have teeth anymore? Those were fake. <laughs> <laughs> Those were fake. Uh, yeah, I would hope we would never put our Jason Derulo in the front end. Hope that that would be the, the answer to you know the black struggle. Yeah. Because if well, it was up to him, I'm sure I'd even go say. Because <laughs> so that boy is uh, lost in the sauce right now. It is. But I think I think the way that like social media is going right now, there can be change based on just that because it's like the news can't keep putting out BS if people are getting the truth on the internet. Too yeah. many people have Twitter. If you go on everyone's Twitter, you can see when they join. So people have had this for a while. Yeah, mine is from two thousand and I think ten or twelve. Yeah, mine's like twelve, I think as well. Like yeah. so, it's like people have had this app for a long time. They know how to use it. They mm-hmm. know where to find information when they really need it. Yeah. Not only that, there are subdivisions of these Twitters. That's so true. Black Twitter, y'all been doing y'all thing out there. <laughs> But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got things like Black Twitter and, you know, anime Twitter. All these different kinds of Twitters. K-pop Twitter. K-pop Twitter is low-key yeah. funny. And thank y'all, K-pop Twitter, for all of the tomfoolery that y'all put on Trump's uh, rally. All those Trump rally people. That and, was hilarious. Oh, now. Trump rally. Black people. Uh, people understanding the difference and what's happening. So, on the internet, now, when you see a black person that is supporting the tomfoolery that is oppressing us. And a lot of people have been, I've been seeing it on the internet, people are like, you guys are racist too, because we will call them coons. Yes. Yeah. We will call them coons, because that's literally what they are doing. <laughs> yeah. They are cooning it up for our people. And the fact that you have a, you know what I'm saying, you got the Trump hat on, you dancing, you're grinning, and you're the, and you're in a section where it's just you. Yeah. People that look like you, whatever. Just all black people. But everywhere else, diverse. Yeah. But that section, black. Yeah. And it's like, you're supporting this. You're supporting yeah. putting yourself in a box. Like, if you, I don't care what political views people have, that's cool, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you can't see a person as equal, you can't see a person as equal. Yeah, thanks. I don't care what you, you know what I'm saying? If you notice on social media, I never get into politics. No. I don't even get into race, honestly. No, you don't. I don't get into anything that could be considered controversial because my thing is is I really don't care. Yeah. Like not like I don't care about people. I just don't care where you come like I care about where people come from and stuff like that. But like for the most part, if you know what I'm saying, if you're a human being it's not gonna you're a good person. You them. Yeah, yeah, if you're a human being you're a good person. hundred percent. Then by all means, hi I'm Jay, how are you doing? Yeah, exactly. But you know what I'm saying? If you're all out here doing all that, you know what I'm saying, 
black people shooting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could be hanging out at your barbecue. Like that's not that's this is not how it's gonna work. Like, yeah. And the thing is, is people get so confused because it's like, and I think with people like me, like people that are like really like happy go lucky, kind of get along with everybody. Yeah. People expect me to be, you know, not on the black people's side. I'm like, that's weird. I don't get that because I've seen people, not very often, but I've seen people come at you on Twitter or whatever like that once or twice. Yeah, I'm, I, got, I get. I'm like, that are like, oh, you support this, this, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, one, do you even know him? And two, you're just gonna hide behind the keyboard. Or what are you doing? And that's the thing. And my thing is, is like I, I never have no quarrels with people because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. I don't know you gonna get beat up, but if the balls fit, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's like if you if you're gonna you know be on the internet and be one of these angry people, that's like oh, I um. Uh, I see what you posted, and I don't, I don't like that because you out here, uh, you know, saying something I don't like. Yeah. I don't like, why are you on there then? You're just making yourself angry. Like, and the crazy part is, is it'll be that one person versus, like, I think I posted something and it had like, it had like, like only twenty likes or like uh, some, some retweets or whatever. Yeah. And my thing is, it's like usually likes and retweets is like you know confirmation that what you just said is valid, like salad. Yeah. Now, if you are that one person who is a hater, get the fuck. <laughs> well, you can't be that one person at the twentieth and couple retweets and be like, "Yo, I'm uh, I'm I, I got I gotta say something to this guy. He's just downright foolish." Like, yeah. Then you have the Twitter mob come after you. That's no. Fun. You can't. You can't be that person that sees someone saying something nice and uplifting like yo i hope black people live i hope black people are great yeah. and then you're like well what about everyone else Dude, those people nah. they just they don't <laughs> get it they don't get it honestly because you know i think when we were still in school when when that first became a thing i didn't get it either i was mm-hmm. like what about everybody else because i just like i hadn't talked with you a lot i hadn't talked to jason a lot. i hadn't talked to the twins a lot now like a couple of years ago or like two or three years ago, I started to get it, and I was like, "Yeah, and I, I, and like, I get it." Like, and I totally get where people are coming from, where they're like, "Oh, well, y'all are just making it seem." But y'all, the, the the thing is, it's like you can't be upset that somebody is saying Black Lives Matter and not because it's like we are not, we are black. Yeah. So of course we're going to say Black Lives Matter. I would hope that people, well, I would hope you don't say White Lives Matter or anything like that. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, like. I would hope that you do think all lives matter, but specifically at this point in time, what's going on, yeah. and clearly the noted history people, yeah. like you would be like, yo, this isn't it. Like they right, black yeah. lives do matter. Like, can I explain the mindset a little bit, or at least how I mm-hmm. perceived it before? So when it first came out, uh, I think we were in college, were we? So it's like freshman sophomore. When it first came out, I saw these people posting it. People like, yeah, Black Lives Matter and all this and that. And people, like, the whole, like, F the police thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, but what about me? Like, I matter too. And it was, a, it was like, I didn't put myself in the shoes of the, of the, 
like why why it was a thing. And I feel like a lot of that's not all, but generally, I feel like most people who are in the in the, the all lives matter camp are coming at it from the perspective of like they don't understand that it's like yes obviously all lives matter mm-hmm. dingleberry <laughs> but it seems this group of people it seems to them that theirs don't and so they want to bring awareness to that and as I realized that like two like two years ago or whatever but I like I had that mindset shift as well and that was that was I, I don't want to say it was hard. I just felt that I had grown up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, yeah, I guess grown up is the right word. But I have been presented with new information, a new perspective, and I changed how I looked at it. I don't know why people don't do that. but And that's, that's so weird. Like, yeah. It's like, if it's, it's literally simple. Like, you hear something, you, you know, you can research it. You yeah. Can, Find out the back, you know, mm-hmm. knowledge to it, and then you know, make your adjustments where you see fit. Yeah. But some people just are set in their ways. So. Yeah, it's it's hard though because there's definitely people now who were like me then, and it was a lack of exposure probably because I have been in the bubble of Northern Virginia my whole life. And then as I spent more time with like you and Vincent, like the twins and everybody mm-hmm. down there, I was like, oh, I get it now. And it was just a, an exposure to a different, like way of life or world or whatever like whatever the word you want to use is but people who don't understand them who haven't experienced outside the bubble of wherever they live their hometown whatever they don't mean to people it's like nothing profound happened to me except that I just hung out with you guys way more and I yeah. and I just I was like oh okay that's what they mean and it was just like I remember thinking that one day it was like when the second wave came out I think the first one was like 2012 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the second wave. So I was in high school, even worse. But <laughs> the first time, so like, then the second wave came out. What like halfway through college, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was. It was when that came out. I was like, hmm. I've noticed that I'm reacting way differently to this this time. I wonder why. And then I thought about it, and mm-hmm. then it's like it's part of the reasons that I've been explaining to you right now. Is like, I met some new people, had some new information, changed my view on something I don't know it's weird it's like, it goes back to again like what I was saying with a bunch of little brothers like you make sure that he's not just all gung-ho one way because the ability to have a conversation with somebody somebody who used to be like like I was mm-hmm. I was willing to change my mind I just hadn't been exposed to it yet right. as evidenced by the fact that I did change my mind but having a conversation with somebody who's like me who just doesn't understand that ability to like show like show them it's like hey mm-hmm. this is how I live like when you were talking like when we, we went to Chipotle and you were like <laughs> this is so much different here it's safer even the lemonade is better yeah and it's like <laughs> and lemonade tastes like, better out here than the south side it's like <laughs> but like I would never have known yeah because like you know like you grew up all oh, the inner cities are bad places mm-hmm. like but you don't know like until I heard like story from you you texted me like hey damn somebody just like got shot down the street from where I live I was like oh mm-hmm. damn and that happened in Fredericksburg yeah it's, co- and it's all co- it's it, it's like a culture shock sometimes because it's like I actually like my my homeboy's like my best friend uh-huh. um, he's the dude that actually trained me in hoops and everybody would be like yo like who who you work out and I'm sure everyone expects this big brawny black dude yeah nah he's a skinny little white boy shooter 
skinny white dude. Nah, not even true. Not even just just a dog. Like he's just good. Like that's just his thing. Like, but the thing is, is I've never looked at him as a white boy. Like, and there's. And I feel like in every every little you know hood or whatever the case is, you always got that you know one token. And it's funny because it's like when you go to white neighborhoods, you got that token black kid. Yeah. But when you go to the opposite places, you got the token white kid. It was weird. That no key became me yeah, oops. Yeah, and I yeah. mean that's just that's just what it is. And it's like you know, and the thing that had me so interested, or not even interested, but the thing that was interesting about like our relationship is like we've always been super close, always been super tight. We've never had, not even just me and you, but like me and him. And it's like, we've never, we've never had an argument, especially not about race or anything like that. We've never called each other anything crazy, nothing like that. Like, we've never even, I've never even felt uncomfortable about him saying anything. Like, he's never made me feel uncomfortable, nothing of the sort. But it's like, um, it's like, it's, it's interesting because it was like when the protests and stuff started, like, I'll be honest, I was hesitant to ask him if he wanted to go because I didn't want him to feel like he was going to be out of place. Yeah. But he expressed, you know, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yo, like, I, I want to go with y'all. Like, mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah. So, hell like, yeah. you know, he pulled up, you know, and it's crazy because when we, when the tear gas and stuff happened, you know, we're all like a really tight knit family back there. Like, yeah. we'll kill for each other type deal. Like, we love each other out there. So, like, we're a tight knit little fam. So, it's like, even though my little brother didn't, come up hanging with us, they know, you know what I'm saying, that's an extension of me. So yeah, they yeah. take care of him like he's me. So, you know, when the tear gas and stuff initially happened, he grabbed, my, my brother grabbed me. Yeah. And my other brother grabbed Frank. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, I don't care if he's the, the token white boy, they don't yeah, care if he's the, whatever, like, that's family for yeah, us. And it's like, the thing is, is like, we don't, I think we just don't get how people don't feel that way but i think the thing is is if you don't i feel like when you struggle with people mm-hmm. it don't matter what color you, are. Uh, you know what i mean like if you get that me and, i'm about to say me and him me and him have split ramen that's how broke we've been before yeah, like i feel like you get that in the military too through boot camp yeah right? the people you struggle with become the people that you you bond with the yeah, most it and, don't matter who it is and i'm still cool with every single person that i struggle with in boot camp and cool with every person i'm about to say i'm still i hang out with consistently the same people that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. The people, when I graduated high school and I was doing all the dumb stuff and getting in trouble and whatnot like that, yeah. like those same people that like, granted, they weren't the ones that were helping me get in trouble. We were doing it <laughs> together. So don't think that my boys is bad. They're good people. But it's like, you know, I still know them to this day. You know, I see their kids now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I help with their together. I ain't going to take care of the kids. I don't take care of nobody's kids. I ain't got no kids of my own. So, I'm thinking care nobody cheering, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I go see their kids, like, I feel like their kids are, like, my little nieces and nephews, whatever the case is. Uncle like, Jay. I, yeah, like, I, I, it's like, I, I, you know, we all grew up together, you know what I'm saying? It's like we we're really a family, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like when you have that with people, I think that's what makes it, you know what I'm saying, it's so nice. But it's like, every place not the same. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's struggles in Southside, so there's, you know, I see a lot more. I see a lot more white boys down there with, you know, gold teeth, neck tats, and you know what I'm saying, that that look at me, dat me up, hey, what's going on, bro, you need yeah. to enough, versus, you know, when I come to Fredericksburg, and I, I shit you not, I came to Fred the first time I, when I left for the quarantine and came back, I shit you not, I was in the CVS for five minutes, and I got the hard ER tossed my way. For real. Kid you not, I was in for five minutes, and it was by a old man who was with his like I guess granddaughter or something uh-huh. but even she she was like 
she had to be in like her 30s or something like that. So he was definitely super, super old. Yeah. And I could tell he was like not all the way there, mm-hmm. but I know what time period he grew up in yeah. because of, you know, how he was talking. Yeah. So I was like, ooh. Like, and the thing was, was I was like, when that happens, you have like one of two options. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you can kirk out and you know what I'm saying? You can realistically be what they want you to be. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? You could educate them. It's, it's, it's actually more than two options for real, for real. It's just like, what do you choose to do? And I just remember he walked away and the lady was like, I'm super sorry to die. And I was like, his, his daughter, granddaughter? The, the granddaughter, yeah, yeah. The granddaughter was like, I just want you to know that he grew up in a complete, and I was like, I understand he grew up in a different time and all this, da, 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 but I was like, this 2020, baby. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed, it's a lot more of me walking around here freely, especially in this little neck of the woods we're at right now. But yeah. You got to keep, like, if, if you know that's the time period he grew up in, you may not be your best bet to take him up out the car when, uh, <laughs> yeah. when you know that it's, you know, a, a gang of black people inside or not even a, a gang. <laughs> a gang. Like, uh, I just feel like I don't want to apologize for, for what happened, but at least she apologized to you. No, yeah, and I mean, and, I, and, and the thing is, is like, with situations like that where you have someone that, and I, and I totally know how it feels to be related. You are related to somebody. That's your blood. That's your family. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I'm sure he's done things for you that were great. Awesome. Boom, bow, boom. Not my granddad. But you know what I'm saying? I don't expect you to, you know what I'm saying, hem him up as soon as he said, well, okay, I do. But at the same time, you know, like, she, I, she, like she, I get you apologizing and I get where you're coming from because you understand that one, he grew up in whenever. I was about to say something crazy. <laughs> you grew up in Whipham territory. <laughs> and then, you know, now we in 2020 and it's like, you are, and I can see her genuine embarrassment from it. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I felt bad, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think you understand. Like, yeah. and I and I and I like and I don't want to like get off the subject of that, but it's like I it just brought me to make me think of like the one thing that I never understood was how some people could take like the hard ER uh-huh. and think that there's a word that'll ever be as equivalent to the the amount of pressure that that word. No, I don't. I don't. There is not a word on this planet that sits as heavy as the hard work. In my in my opinion, I'm trying to think. I I can't think of. That's the only word that you're you're like. Oh, that's the N word, and you don't say it. There's no other word. There's there's like I saw a new John Mulaney had a bit about it. He was like some news thing was trying to say you can't say uh, something about like gay people or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was like. You can't use this word, I forgot what the word was, because it's like the N-word. But in the email, they spelled out the actual word, and then they said the N-word. And it's like, if you're comparing the badness of two words and you won't even say one of them, that's probably the worst one. Mm-hmm. And that's the, only, that's the only word where it's like, you will never see it written out, and, that, and you will never see it. Like Another thing about it that always got me is it's like, so, in, I guess, like, when you have, like, hom- like you have homosexuality and stuff like that, I know that the F word was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. 
And I'll be honest, I was one of those kids growing up. I used to say it all the time because yeah. I just didn't really, I didn't really get it. Like, yeah. And then, of course, like once I got more educated about it, I understood that that's an offensive word yeah, because one, I don't understand because I'm not homosexual. Yeah. So and then you take it. It's out not of my place. Exactly. As you so, yeah. and my thing is, is like, if you think about it, when you have a lot of people, they a lot of the homosexual community will still use that word because they essentially like took that word back. Yeah. And the crazy part is in black society, you hear the N-word with no R. Yeah. The A. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it was always used as a term of endearment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They kind of just stole it back it's to kind like, of, to, to, to try and bring the word some kind of like less badness. Yeah, to bring it a whole different aspect, basically. And instead you're working with, you know, people that are like, well, I mean, black people say it, so why can't we? And it's like, because you don't understand. I'm, and my thing is, I'm always wanting to be like, well, because you invented it. Remember? Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you invented well. this word. We had to switch it up and put some of that twang on there so that that way it don't sound so bad. Because when you hear the R, it just. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> the, the er, it's. <laughs> but you just. Like, it, it throws the tension in the room. All it, the it's like. like and, and I don't understand how people don't get that and it's like even older generations it's like fam you've watched people progress for yeah. multiple decades now, yeah yet there's still people that find it okay to you know what i'm saying to lash out and bring all this like hectic racial chaos at people and i'm like i don't get it i don't get it either what you doing what you doing <laughs> like why you do these yeah oh you like that whip them territory <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. That's what we were in with yeah. territory. It goes back to education and exposure thing again Fact. all the time. It's like you like you've got that pocket of people that just doesn't care and they're just malicious and they're gonna do it to be mean. Mm-hmm. Then you got the other pocket of people that just like they don't know, they've never been exposed to the culture, they've never been exposed to the people, they've never like they don't understand. And and like the people that you gotta reach, the people yeah. that are but it's like I don't. I don't expect them to. You know what I'm saying? Just, somebody wants to say that they're not educated or versed. No, of course not. That's a hard thing to do. To look yourself in the mirror. And yeah, and be like, like, oh, I don't know this thing. Yeah, like that's hard. That's that is a hard thing to, to admit mean. ignorance on something. Exactly. It's not an easy thing. Come like mo- most people, at least that I know, would struggle mightily with that, just due to the fact that it is a a lacking care or a lacking trait in their own. Mm-hmm. person people don't like to see what's wrong with them because that's like you look at yourself and you're like oh that's a piece of me that's that's not good and i think that goes back to the struggle thing because it's like if you know you know what i'm saying and i'm not gonna say and everyone's struggles are different but it's like you got different kinds of struggles you know what i'm saying like for sure got, you know there's people that are struggling with their grades and then there's people that are struggling with their life like yeah, it's not, <laughs> not the same they're two different things you know you got a kid that there's two kids that are going to school. One kid, you know, can't get that C plus. The other kid can't get that, you know, that rent money. So his mom's crib can't be, you know, taken yeah. away and stuff. So it's, it all comes down to what, you know what I'm saying, people, where people come from and, you know, what they're willing to accept is true and what they're willing to, I guess, not accept. Yeah. Some people are just out here and like, what <laughs> No, everything yeah. matters, brother. And there's some people that are like, they matter? <laughs> <laughs> they 
Then you got the people that are like, yeah, Black Lives Matter for sure, but I need help. <laughs> no, definitely. Is there a pamphlet? <laughs> Is there a pamphlet? Yeah, like you were saying, man, everybody comes, everybody got a different struggle. That was the point, a big point of the podcast, mm-hmm. to get people on here who's had different struggles so we can get educated or at least learn about the different perspectives, the different struggles that people are going through. So yeah, I think this I feel, is... I feel like you shouldn't be... You should not... Like, when you talk about, like, struggles, fam, I feel like... Me, personally, if you know my story, mm-hmm. I should not be afraid, fam, every mm-hmm. time a cop car get behind me. No. I don't care if... And we all know I'm Bob Marley Jr., but I just say... I should be able to get in my car, fam, and my heart should not race every time I see anything that looks like a cop car. For you people that buy the Explorer and Expedition and aren't cops, fuck you. (laughs) Dude, for sure. They scare me. Dude, they scare me. I can't even imagine what it's like for you. I was driving the other day and I was like, oh, please don't be a cop. Please don't be a cop. Please don't be a cop. Like, but I don't even have to deal with the added stuff that you do. I was just like, scared of getting oh my, my ticket. God. Like, the, the amount of pressure that my brain goes through anytime I see those 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 lights behind me, fam, yeah. it's not it. Richmond Cop, shout out to y'all because y'all lazy as fuck. So y'all been, y'all been holding it down for a couple years. Like, spread PD? Cop. Richmond been good except for their gas. Officer Elliot, you know who you are, uh, Mister Mustache. Calling people. How you gonna How you gonna do this on podcast? No, that that means you. You're not. You're not valid. You're not valid. I ain't gonna do nothing to you. You're just not valid. You said Richmond. You're just not. You're not a fun person. You were really mean to me, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so you're borderline disrespectful. <laughs> But we understand you have a hard job not trying to get demonetized or whatever. We don't even make money on this anyways. Don't call out cops. <laughs> I'm just saying. You suck. <laughs> uh, not in like a fellatio way. Just like in a, you're just not it. <laughs> I don't know how else you want me to say it, brother. But you just. Oh, wait. No, not those. <laughs> and on that note. It's a good place to end before we get ourselves in more trouble. Jay, thank you for coming on. Though the we can put the everyone say hi to Ari. Was about hey. to talk to if y'all are wondering how y'all doing. Us, so. uh, he, I mean, he might have been. And yeah, someone said Officer Snell. Don't say it. We'll talk about it off off camera. <laughs> we'll talk about it off camera. But we can click your. Uh, the link to the Dropbox for the pictures, we can put it in the description. Facts. Uh, you got anything you want to promote while we're still on camera? Um, shout out to Natural Mystics, the greatest headshot in Fredericksburg. Know the vibes. <gasps> shout out to Aaron Bensink. That's the guy that put me on with rugby. Shout out to Manny and all of them. My little brother and Freak and all my friends. Oh my God, I love you guys. It's own skillet. That's my son. Skillet. Bye, everybody. <laughs>